Every time it's a new song, it's a good song. What do we listen to here, Dan? This is uh, Dropout Boys by Dropout a, Boys. a guy named Brass. Well, so we actually went to high school with him. Huh. Uh, he was he was a nice dude. And hey. actually, this is a good song, man. Like, he's been posting this on his Instagram. I follow him on Instagram. I think it's... What's his Insta? At, at Brass? Hold on. I'm going to search it up. I'm going to search it up and let you know. Oh, no. Heavy Brass underscore. Heavy brass underscore. Anyways, we went to high school with this guy, and he's very uh, super nice dude. I heard this song, and I was like, I uh, I kind of want to put this on the podcast. I asked him. He's like, yeah, he was super nice about it. So, Yeah, I know. So we this did song. it. It's good, man, eh? Yeah, heavy brass underscore. Was he like a year younger than us or something? Yes, yeah, yeah. He's oh, okay. one or two years younger than us. I'm one anyway. of those kids in high school that like only it, knows your age. <laughs> yeah. Really? I only know my year. You're dead to me if you're above or <laughs> under. But here it is. <laughs> wow, voice crack. Uh, here it is. <laughs> you know what's funny is whenever That's, you have a voice crack, you're the first person to point it out. 100%. Not a bad idea though. Yeah, because I don't want anyone else to call it out. <laughs> yeah, you got to beat them to it. Yeah, like I don't want you to even consider the fact that I'm going through puberty. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> a little bit no, late. It's a voice crack. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's been a while. This honestly. It, it, it doesn't feel strange, but it feels like weird to be back here. Yeah. Doing this. Like when was the last time we did this? January? No. February? I think March. Oh, March. March. Okay, so it was longer. January six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. March, yeah. because I did my Sweden trip, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was right after your I oh, guess man, first Sweden trip? So well, I've only gone to Sweden once this year. Perfect. So, so I was right. So then the first it was, Sweden trip. Then it was late April then. So really, yeah. this isn't that. <laughs> oh, we're that good, long. bro. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We haven't been gone for that long. Um, yeah, it's been. I don't know. First off, guys, if you're listening to this, I do want. I want to apologize, but that kind of sounds like cliche. If I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, we've been gone," but like, yeah. we've been gone, and so much has changed, both for like the city of Toronto oh. where we are, but like ourselves too. It's like a high in Toronto right now, and I don't know. It just feels good everywhere because of the. Raptors, baby! Toronto <laughs> Raptors, NBA champions of the 2019 year. <laughs> oh, yes. You heard it here. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, it's huge, guys. Like, I don't think people, if you guys follow me or Amar on Instagram, you may have seen some sort of like craziness yes. from the Raptors. And it's because the Toronto, city of Toronto has not had something like this. In so long, and probably like 25 years, we haven't won. No, like no, almost more 30 years. Well, the Leafs, the Leafs have been like, yeah. yeah. So the Jays were the last ones to win, the baseball yeah. team. And then the Raptors just won. And it was like, oh I my God, it. I've never seen a city like that. Like yeah. going out after they won, I was with my buddy John. And uh, we watched it at my house. And I said, listen, man, no matter what, mm-hmm. if they win tonight, we are taking an Uber, going as far downtown as we possibly can. <laughs> and just going to get footage and just experience the city on this crazy high. Yeah, man. So they won. We hopped in an Uber, went right to the core, at least as close as we can get, and walked the rest of the way. And it was like, it was so cool. Yeah. Everyone was giving high fives, hugs, like go Raptors. It was the only time I've ever seen like different, so clearly different people Yeah, like with no issues. Like this is the diversity that people talk about in Toronto. Like I love that so much that literally, I don't know, I'm getting goosebumps 
Oh my god! Oh, yeah, <laughs> I swear is. to God, <laughs> our pairs. <laughs> I'm actually getting goosebumps. <laughs> what an experience this is like, for him. <laughs> hundreds of different cultures, different countries, all watching like the same game, literally feeling the same emotions. It was like to me one of the most beautiful things. And then the beautiful chaos outside when people were just rioting so beautifully. The cops were so cool. The cop, listen, I, in my in one of my videos, I put footage of a cop high fiving people. Like they didn't want any trouble. Mm-hmm. Apparently that night there was no rest. Obviously there was like the standard crime that happens in every city. Yeah. No arrests. There were people hanging from telephone poles. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that seems like a thing to do right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like, question it. it. <laughs> you know? There was one guy trying to like climb like a little uh, light. Yeah. And he fell like straight, like legs down right onto this like road sign. Oh, and it went totally man. into his like crotch. His crack. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> And he got on video. And it seemed right. Like, it seemed like the right thing yeah. to do. I don't know. It fit. The roadside fit well, up his I, crack. It was great. I was, I was walking to the street. I'm like, should I be up on a sign? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Everyone was there. But it wasn't only that night. It was also the parade, oh, which the parade. was, I don't know, the, the following week. Yeah. Uh, I decided, okay, I have to go to the parade. It was a Monday. Okay. And I was like, I'm, I biked to my friend's house at 830 in the morning. Yeah. And I've never seen so much, like so many people out at that time. It was like a... It looked like a Saturday at 4 p.m. Yeah. But it was a Monday morning at like 8.30. People biking with their kids weren't in school. Like, it was, oh my God, it was so amazing. And then you go to the parade, you get to see how happy everybody was. It's just, yeah, it was just so nice. And it's it seems like such a setup for this summer. Like, I feel like this summer, everyone's feeling this good. Well, because we've wait. this has been a slow summer. It has Like, been. It, we've been waiting and waiting. I don't know where, if you're listening right now, wherever you live, but in Toronto, it's been like sweater weather up until like, I don't know, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And like a ra- randomly we'll just get a cold ass day and we're like, oh my God, I literally just put all my sweaters away. And then I got to fish them off in the basement. Yeah. Well, no, not even because I keep a lot of my stuff in my studio. Ooh. So I got to like drive all the way here, freezing cold. It's like. <sighs> <laughs> to get a sweater. <laughs> yeah. Just to get just a to sweater. Live. Well, I did. I put away all my jacket. I did all my like spring stuff. Yeah. Got it out of the way. Which is another reason why this podcast kind of took a little hiatus mm. was things kind of got away from me. It was a very transitional time, right? Like in terms of like, I just bought my house. I was yeah. getting stuff out of my house. I was like, not then, but like it was in the works of sort of ending a relationship. So there was a lot of stuff just in my in my world that was changing that I knew consistency for another thing other than YouTube, so this podcast, was going to be difficult. Yeah. But then what got me was I'm still to this day getting comments saying, hey, when's the next podcast? Are you still doing it? What's going on with that? And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I should I should keep doing it. I mean, I don't really see the numbers ever on this thing, so I don't know really how many people listen. But the fact is there's people commenting, so obviously there's a decent amount. Yeah, I keep all the numbers. Honestly, guys, Amar does most of this podcast. <laughs> like I keep it, the numbers away. <laughs> he, he uh, well, it's good, man. Like my my mental state can't take any more number. Yeah, I think some in some things you you shouldn't have access to the numbers. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's n- well, that's why I decided. Like Amar and I met uh, last week for or actually on the weekend for yeah. a year, and I told him I was like I want to do this again. Um, but and and I think under the condition that I'm not going to focus. Or have expectations, right? YouTube, and we've talked about this a lot, is when you get attached to numbers, it's really tough to do a day-to-day task because you're now comparing yourself. Is this task going to get me this numbers? Yeah. Is this task? So 
this podcast, I've changed it in a sense that now I do this out of passion. Yeah. And I want to talk about stuff in my life, in your life, and what, what we could do to help people without thinking, oh, man, we didn't even get a thousand listeners. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So it's kind of nice. So, yeah, Amar is the gatekeeper of the numbers, of analytics. <laughs> no, but, but I really like it that way. Um, and, and I also think I, I like this podcast set up almost into like seasons, you know, like to for us to have the expectation that we are going to get a break, that if we do this consistently for six, seven episodes, you know, then we can uh, go into another season. So technically, this is, I guess, season two. Um, and we've set it up this season uh, as something a little different than the last season. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do things a little differently. Some things are going to be a lot more interesting, so I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, but still keeping that structure of... Yeah, and maybe have some guests in and stuff, right? Like, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Anyways, yeah, well, I was basically saying there's been a lot of change. And one thing, actually, no, before we do that, can we, we're going to need to talk about a text message. Sorry, guys, to jump the gun. That is something I do a lot. <laughs> last night. Oh, no. uh, yeah, I, okay. This is the text can message. we talk about this? Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> last night, I texted Amar, or yesterday, and I said, hey, man, are we still on for the today. podcast today? And he's like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Later on in the night, I realized um, I just hired a life coach. And so we, we can talk about that too if we want. But I hired a life coach, and every Monday I chat with her from 10 to 11, so mm-hmm. an hour. And I totally forgot. I was like, oh, damn, I got the the, the, the meeting at 10 o'clock. So I said, Amar, and this was like one ten, okay, last night in yeah. the morning, yeah. in the morning. I was like, hey, man, like uh, I've got this life coach meeting at uh, 10 a.m. Can we push it back to 11, like the podcast? And you said something like, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. I'm just in the middle of getting assaulted downtown. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like oh I, sure God. God. I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, what, what, what's happening? I remember lying in bed thinking, Amar is literally the only guy I know that could send that type of text message. And I would be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. Can you explain like, the fact that you had time to text while getting assaulted? What happened? Just, uh, well, first of all, I, th- I think your impression of my texts are perfect. Like, I always double say things. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> That's literally me. That is, actually, that is you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Okay, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, so literally Dan texted me, and I don't know, I, as I was reaching for my crack screen, I was at Pride Parade yesterday. Uh, <laughs> your crack screen. That's what you call lot, your phone now? There's a lot going on in the city, but yesterday was Pride Parade. Um, and then after Pride, so it's like a, uh, you know, it's the gay Pride Parade, the LGBTQ2SI, people are all out. Everyone. Everyone. Um, and the allies. So, you know, I was going out, I just landed from a, a thing, and we go out clubbing, and man, I gotta tell you, these guys, some not these guys, some guys were just way too, way too aggressive. Just like the touchiness. Yeah, yeah. You know? 100%. I'm just an innocent ally, you know? I'm yeah. cool, but, it, you know, it really made me feel like, is this literally how girls feel when they go out clubbing? Just some, like, I'm not saying all the guys. Literally, there's like four or five dudes. What happened? That were just so aggressive. And I don't know if they smelled the fresh meat on me. <laughs> fresh meat you know, they just, it, know. Like, what do they like i don't know how they gravi- gravi- like just gravitated towards me maybe i'm a bear in the <laughs> yeah you know Could be. and they just went straight for it it being like my body and i don't know there was like some touching going on and i was like yo yo, yo like do not 
like, do not touch me. You know? You said that. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was such a happy, you know, place. Everyone was happy and <laughs> delightful. And then these guys are touching and I'm making a problem. I also have like well, hold on, my hold luggage on, hold bags. On. Uh, there's First so much off, going on. You're not making a problem. There is this one thing about Pride Parade that is so beautiful is that this is uh, well, it's first off, it's a month, it's Pride Month, but yeah. this parade is like the pinnacle of of people celebrating their sexuality in a way that is feeling like it's normal, and yeah. it is normal. But like every other day or every other month of the year, there is still this sense of like it's not okay to be gay or, or something yeah. like that, right? So this event, you can already anticipate it being. Very expressive. Yes. However, I'm with you in a sense that I've been downtown before during like pride events and there are people, and this goes for any event, you will get people like this, but there are people that get too aggressive in touching, thinking that you can pass it off as just because it's pride that I can do this. Oh no, don't worry. I'm gay. I can do this. That's not acceptable. Yeah. And I think people realize that, and it's not to paint the whole thing like that. It's very few people. I think everyone else was respectful and enjoying the day. Oh, of course. But 100%, I've seen it. I've seen inappropriate behavior in the streets when this is happening, and they they use the, I'm like, I'm just expressing myself card. Yeah. And that's not okay. So when this thing happens to you, it pisses me off because, yeah, you have every right to say, "Hey, don't don't touch me." Like, even 100%. if you were gay, yeah. okay, yeah. not every person wants to be touched. Hundred percent. That's not a, an exclusive thing to, to gays that. Yeah. Oh, I want to be touched. All. No, that's not how it works. And something that you said that was very important is like this doesn't just happen at Pride or anything. This happens literally every night of every day, of all the time. You know, at every club. Um, I just, you know, I, I really feel bad for. I guess girls have to go through it a lot more. And I guess I couldn't uh, imagine, man, I could not imagine like the fact that you related it. It's, it's a good tie in there that, yeah, you go to a club and like 100 percent. Like I've been to clubs and I've seen guys there that think just because they have their collar open or they just stare at you for an odd amount of time yeah. that randomly you're going to be like. Oh, I want that D. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like it's not that. Wait, no. Some guys are so disconnected with reality <laughs> on how to actually get a girl to like you. Yeah, man. <laughs> and they use these very barbaric tactics of like, just stare, man. Just stare right in her eyes, and she'll fall for you. It's yeah. Like, no. <laughs> oh, just touch her on the arm for an excessive amount of time. No, don't do that either. No, it literally was the whole. It was the whole spiel yesterday. Like I actually felt like those girls. Like I like a guy would come up say something and I'd be like, I'm not interested or like touch me in a, in a way that I'm not comfortable. Right. So I'd be like, no, stop. And then he'd be like, he just like brush it off as like, it's my problem. Not, you know, when like, yeah, when a guy approaches you. a girl, a girl denies the guy and the guy's like, well, you're ugly anyway. Yeah. You know, Vic- it's like victim shaming or whatever. My guy, you came on to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. No, hundred percent. This is, it's a good topic. So I was downtown last week. Yeah, and I rented one of these city bikes, and this this does have a tie-in. I rented one of the city bikes. So here in Toronto, we have these bike systems where you can rent a bike for three dollars and fifty cents, ride it for thirty minutes, and drop it off at another station. And they're 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 spread out throughout the city. So I hop on one downtown, and I decide I'm going to bike to my part of town, and then I'll drop off. There's tons of bike stops along the way. Well, about halfway through, as I'm biking past these bike stops i'm like oh damn there's no stalls like there's no open stall for me to lock my bike so i'm like there's not one there i'll bike so i bike another like three minutes nothing there i do this for about 
don't know, seven or eight stalls, all full. Wow. So I get to my place, pull up the map. I'm like, oh my God, everything on this side of the city is completely booked, except for one that is in this like park here in Toronto. And for anybody who lives in New York, like New York is not a safe, like a uh, central park. It's not safe to go in at night, right? Mm. Well, it's the same here in Toronto. We've got this big park and that was one of the only stalls that was open. And I'm like, I got a bike all the way there inside the park. Wow. Right. So I'm like, okay, I have to, otherwise I lock the bike here or I leave the bike here. If someone steals it. I get charged whatever, 300 bucks or whatever. So I hop on my bike and I go, start going towards the park. I start to go in, and the reason why it's dangerous is because people, a lot of people go in there to smoke weed at night. There's animals. There's, there's like, homeless people that are tweaking out and stuff. It's like a lawless, like... Yeah, it's acres. like the stereotypical park at dangerous park at night. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I start biking up, and this car goes flying by, and it's like, uh, bike, bike, bike harder, just being, like, the obnoxious yeah. yelling at the window. So I get to the top. I keep biking. This car is now flying towards me. It's a one-way street. And I hear, hit him, hit him. And I remember, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I remember biking thinking, what is going through this guy's head that he would say that, right? Like, I got home, and I remember <laughs> sitting in my kitchen saying, why would he say that? <laughs> you know? I'm imagining you sitting in your kitchen, just on the countertops. Just I, was, I was in shock that I'm like, okay, it was a stupid thing. But, like, imagine his buddy just hit me for the sake of, it's fun and we're in a car. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Toronto's on another hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole other level. So I keep uh, biking and um, I get to the stall, put it in there. Now I'm in the center of the park where there's barely any lights. So I start walking out of the park, but unfortunately I've got to go down this street where it's trees on both sides. Yeah. There's a very small sidewalk on one and trees on both. And I see this like older homeless guy walking towards me, limping, and he stops, looks at me with like some sort of like... He's on something wobble mm. and uh, he starts yelling like <laughs> just zombie, just like zombie <laughs> shit. And so I was there. I was like, oh, my God, man. So I just keep looking straight, just keep walking. I walk past him. All of a sudden I hear like crackling in the woods. I'm like, oh, my God, there's someone in the woods watching me. These like three little baby raccoons come out. Cutest thing, but also the scariest. <laughs> right. But it was in that moment that I didn't have anybody to really call. It was late at night. Yeah. And I thought, is this what it's like for a woman to walk in the average city at night? So I'm in a, a hyper-focused, like, sort of dangerous location yeah. at night as a guy. But is this what it's like to be a woman in the 100%. city? And if that's the case, that, that sense of I'm not safe, anything could happen at any moment, would be awful to live with, man. And we've said it before in this podcast that being a woman, I think, may be more difficult than anything else. Well, than a guy. <laughs> than anything else. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's it's just crazy. Yeah, it, that you you put it perfectly. Like, that's... I honestly think a lot of women have to go through that. It might not be every night. It could be every night. Um, but the fact that there are some women that carry bare, like, mace or, like, spray on them just because they're scared of what dudes could be up to, it's just... It's not fair. It seems not fair. Like, like you're a bigger guy than most. Like, to, like, like okay. Twice. I was like, excuse me. I've been biking <laughs> a lot lately. <laughs> City bikes. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, for you to feel still like not scared, but like any anything can happen. On edge. Yeah. You know, anything can happen. And, and like for a girl, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I can't even imagine. And even for just like 
I don't know, just some situations, there are just people that are at a loss, you know, whether it's girls, whether it's minorities, whether it's uh, people of like, I guess, sexual beliefs um, mm -hmm. and gender identities. Like for them to feel on edge just sucks. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It was just an uncomfortable feeling. And someone said like, maybe dial 9-1 on your phone. Yeah. And then like, just hit one and send in case like you are getting like jumped. Yeah. Or I could just do what you do and just have a conversation through text. <laughs> just, just getting assaulted. Just getting assaulted. <laughs> that being said, Pride yesterday, um, it's so funny, before this podcast, we're like, ah, we'll keep it light. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> this happens every time, then, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time honest. we're like, let's keep it light. And here we are. But yeah, Pride was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, I became like an offline meme in Pride yesterday because I literally was the guy with the bag. Um yeah. What does that what does that mean? The guy with the bag. I so I just came off a flight. So I had the luggage that you see right there. So I have like Can we three explain this? suitcases. It's, it's literally three suitcases. It's a pull bag yeah. with like a, a oversized lunch bag on top of that. <laughs> and on the outside, he's hooked on a laptop briefcase. Briefcase, which is like a huge briefcase. You like, brought think this downtown? I literally was going through Church Street, like through, uh, I, I guess, the center of where Pride Parade and the night life was. And I was just dragging it. And my wheels <laughs> were getting stuck on like, fishnets streamers uh like all types of like random wrapped goods maybe not goods i don't know what else was wrapped anyways i i fear for the next security check <laughs> yeah, seriously. because literally i could have showed up to work yesterday or tomorrow with like fishnets in my <laughs> or attached to the wheel right you had nowhere to leave that like that wow i would never bring that downtown dude there were people grinding on my bag yesterday i'm, I'm telling you i became a meme I don't want to say <laughs> what uh. people are calling me, but literally I got called twice. Uh, <laughs> the No, I shouldn't say what, that. What, what, what? Is it that bad? Is it bad? <laughs> no, it's just a derogatory term. Um, it was derogatory term with the bag. If you can... Oh, rhyme, that yeah. rhymes. That rhymes, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like tag bag, but with a... Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. gotcha. But it was like, it was coming from the gay community. So, you know, it was... I guess acceptable. Well, yeah, and, and I think maybe they assumed that maybe. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that, you know what's the funny thing is that people were grinding on your bag. I was going to like nightclubs like, and like people were searching these bags. Like every security guard had to search my bag, and I was like, bro, they, uh, like we were grinding on it. I swear to God. You know what you have is you got dedication. Yeah, I've noticed. Like this is uh, for ninety nine percent of people that just landed from a flight. Keep in mind with this. Yeah. First off, they would say, no, I'm tired from the flight. I can't make it out. That's the, If they can make it past that, okay, uh, I got three bags of luggage. <laughs> but you were just like, no, I'm still down, and I'll carry the bags. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I became a, an offline sensation. An offline meme. I didn't Maybe online. I, I got to search up. And I broke my phone when I was, twer I was twerking Twer yesterday. <laughs> Anyways. What an event. Yeah. Good time. Wow. So, you've been going to a life coach. I have. Yes, I have. This is very um, cool, by the way. I, you know, not a lot of people think of going to a life coach. Well, you know, I've heard about them before. Okay, mm -hmm. so I've been someone that uh, in the past, and I've been open to those, I've seen like a therapist in the past, and I found super helpful for me. Like I'm the type of guy that needs to get stuff out, and that means in a verbal way. Yeah. So if something's really bothering me, I cannot keep it in. If I do keep it in, you'll notice in my attitude. I'll be like, I'll be quiet, I'll be down. Like there's, there's something obviously wrong. That I want to talk about. So I, so I found that with like a therapist that, that helped a lot. But I've been feeling a sense of stuck. And I'm like, maybe 
I should try a life coach. I've seen this in like Hollywood movies. I've, I've known people that have kind of had one before. So yeah, I, uh, I've started to work with this one that I, I met while doing a serious XM show. Cool. And she was a guest and I reached out to her. And now I've been working with her. So basically once a week she calls me, we talk about what my week is going to look like schedule wise and what my plan is to get to my end goal. So right now, yeah, I've got a sense of stuck and it's, I've noticed it's YouTube. Okay. I love YouTube and 90% of people listening has probably found me through YouTube. Mm. And I've realized I have to change something. I, I, I need to, I got to get that passion back because passion is the fuel for like longevity. You want to keep going. You need passion. If you don't yeah. have passion, I just don't think motivation will get you the, over the hump. Not at right? So I've kind of been lacking that. And so I started thinking, what else can I do? I was like, okay, let's start this podcast back up for, for passion purposes. Uh, I, I'm going to start selling my art, which is great. Uh, hey. Start doing more arts and obviously keep doing YouTube. Uh, but I've realized that not only with this life coach, change. Okay, let's let's talk about change. And this is this is also gonna not get oh. heavy, but like we're gonna go like mental right here. Uh, change is something that most people struggle with because we want a lot of us will grasp onto anything that is stable in our life. If we can maintain stability through routine, a job, uh, love, like relationships or friends, we tend to monitor how can we keep this stable. stable. Um, and you'll notice if you get a promotion, there's a little bit of instability because you've changed the social ladder with your friends and now change is happening again. And you're like, what's going on? And I, I, right now I'm working through this idea that change is always going to be there at, at every single step of the way in your life. Change is always going to be there. And it's hard to accept, you know? So recently I've, I've been looking at my career and I, I have this life coach that I'm like, okay, let's just for once try to be friends with change and accept it because in the past, I think anyone listening right now, or maybe you can relate that in the past, if there's been some sort of nostalgia attached to something, we, so for an example, you get your first kiss in a plaid shirt. Mm. Well, 10 years down the road, you notice you still have this plaid shirt. Hey, why don't you get rid of it? I can't. I got my first kiss in that shirt. And it's like, are you holding on to that shirt for nostalgic purposes because you view it as like a gateway to get back to that moment? Even though it's 10 years gone, but you put the shirt back on and maybe you get the sensation of like, oh, it's kind of coming back to me. Like, I think a lot of us hold on to objects and items and oh, wow. people and relationships because it is a gateway to the past. And You're on it. <laughs> I don't know how this guy knows my life. <laughs> I'm like looking to the side, talking to nobody right now. I don't know how this guy knows my life. This is literally, yeah, I totally feel that. Yeah. I have so many of these shirts, so many of these things. Items, right? Items. And, then, and then you accumulate them over time. And I've noticed that even like relationships, it can happen. Like you, you will hold on to something because, well, something happened two years ago. Yeah. And that person was involved in your life. And you're like, no, because if I get rid of them, there's no bridge to that moment. You know, so I've started to realize, okay, if there's a great thing that happens to me, I have to not attach it to an object. So mm -hmm. if I get a call right now saying, hey, Dan, we're going to give you your own TV show. I cannot attribute that moment to this location, the shirt I'm wearing, the way my routine was this morning as like a superstition. Wow. Because if you do that, you will start to get stuck. And it's more difficult to get out of that moment 
than to get into it. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's perfectly said, man. I'm, and, and the reason I say it is I did a piece of art recently. And it's like one of my favorite pieces, but I don't think a lot of people understood it. It's on my Instagram. It's a magnet and there's like a guy stuck to it, right? Yeah. And on the magnet, it says, those were the days, Inc., as if that's the company. And it's because I found personally that I feel stuck from moving forward because there's some sort of memory that I'm holding on to. Wow. But I think if I push hard enough and I try to move forward hard enough, like a magnet, if you pull hard enough, you'll eventually get free from it. So that's kind of where that came from. And I look at my career, my life right now, and this podcast, I'm like, okay, let's, let's just try it. Move forward, try different things. Don't be scared of leaving what is here now. Yeah. Because this will always be here, but it's, we fear the unknown. So like try to go head first into Into what you don't know. I'm, I've been like, like half smiling weirdly this whole time that you've been talking. Cause I'm just like, I'm in, I'm in such awe that like, how did you even get there? How did you even get to that realization? Is this like working it out with a life coach? Is no. this like all you, it seems like? Yeah, this is like, it's tough, man. If, so if you look at my art, I'm just gonna go back to my art. Yeah. That is my biggest way of expressing deep thought processes yeah. or what I'm feeling, right? So I'm a very visual guy and I need to attach what I'm feeling to objects that maybe other people can understand. And for me, uh, I think it was the last relationship that made me realize that, that I sort of held on to a relationship that was kind of ready to, that's ran its course. Mm. And I realized, I think a part of me is holding on because, well, three years ago, I had my own series and this person was like involved, you know, like, and so I kind of viewed them as the moment. Yeah. You know, I like there, there's, a, there's a line from a song. Actually, now that I think about it, there's a line from a song that's like, don't fall. You, you fell in love with the... Oh, shoot, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, don't fall in love with the moments. When you fall in, I don't know. It's something like that. So people fall in love with the moments. Search it up. We, we, we fall in love with the moments and we glamorize it and we put it on a pedestal in our head and we think this is the best moment. And it's only going to get higher and higher as we get further away from it. Like it's going to yeah. seem like a greater achievement. But I'm in my head a lot to answer your question. And there's this piece I did called Mr. Serotonin. Yeah. And it's this like sad guy wearing clown makeup. And it's because I'm, I've definitely been typecasted in a way that I always have to be this goofball. Yeah. And I am, but there's also these thought processes that go on. Don't you ever have those? No, I have a lot of deep thoughts for sure. Um, I just, you know, it's always interesting to me to see other people's deep thoughts and how how they got there, you know, because we all have a way of getting to our deep thoughts. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for you, you're like, a, let's say a visual storyteller, um, amongst many things. But for me, it's like, it's all verbal or it's all, you know, it's maybe all in it's, my head. Maybe it's actions for you because yeah. I've noticed you go great lengths with actions. So for instance, this podcast, you come out every Monday from, I don't know, like a 30 minute drive, 35 minutes drive pride parade. You went out to private, like <laughs> you, I think take these moments as an opportunity to express the way you feel maybe towards someone like you go above and beyond. Yeah. Hey, I'll do this action for you. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we all handle it in a different way. Yeah. And just, it's just crazy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's always very interesting just to see other people's like deep thoughts for me. Um, but speaking of change, I guess we have a lot coming up in, in this season in terms of change. Yeah, um, yeah. 
we do want to explore, I guess, uh, just different topics that we really want to talk about mm-hmm. while still keeping this, you know, lighthearted approach because I, I think we're very different in that way and I think people need that. And it's very hard because it kind of comes off cocky, but I, I do think for me, I need this type of lighthearted take on good and great topics. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's enough of it. Um, and that's why I'm like really proud of this podcast, you know, trying to bring that. Well, yeah. Together. Well, we both have a, a sort of a passion for that. Yeah. And, and, and you, you said something very important last week or last weekend, which is like, you know, if you're into something, if you appreciate something, if you like something, what you've learned is that there's probably thousands of people out there that are interested in the same things as you are or interested in, in, in having, in wanting the same things that you want. Oh, 100%. You probably said it much better. Well, <laughs> listen, I learned recently that we all, especially if you're in some sort of career where you have a following, and I've yeah. seen it. There, I, know, I know people I follow that you tend to trick yourself into thinking the spotlight is always on you. But the truth is not as many people are focused on you as they are in their own life, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Damn it. Oh, what were, we, what were you just saying? We were saying, uh, <laughs> why did I lose it too? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> There's like what a breeze that moment? came through and just wiped our brains. <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, yeah so, so that, I, like, you know, there's a lot more people interested in the same things. That that, that, that's what are, it is. Yeah. Like, we we tend to think that we're all unique. And we are unique in ways that you may not understand. I've been preaching this for a while. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be uh, a good singer or a good dancer to be considered talented. Yeah. There's talents that go unnoticed, like kindness or the amount of effort you put in to go to an event with a friend. Like, that's, that's a talent. Yeah. It could be classified as a talent because a lot of people... Their brain will tell them, go home, just go watch Netflix, just relax. So just because there's not a talent out there that is like a physical one that you can see yeah, doesn't mean that you're not talented. And so I think, I think yeah, there's things that I love. And as unique as I am, I know that there's a lot of other people that might have the same sense of humor as me, for example. So if I find something funny... There are people out there that will find it funny. Yeah. And if you're listening right now and you think, oh, I'm so weird and I'm so, like, in the nicest way possible, you are not that different. Yeah. You know, like, your brain will say, oh, man, there's no one like you. Are you kidding me? Like, on a planet of, what, 7 billion people, you yeah. got the audacity, the audacity to sit in your car or, or in your room listening to this thinking, there's no one like me. Yeah, man. Like, there's a sense of, like, come on, pull your head out of your ass. And a sense of, a part of that's right. There, there's absolutely no one exactly like you. Yeah. But there's a people that can come in to play. Oh, I, I have your sense of humor. Oh, yeah. I have your art style. And you collect them along the way and you become what you are. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, um, you know, just uh, as like a, I guess as a, as the analogy for it, like Dan and I are very different people, right? Um, however, we can match each other on many other on many things, on many planes, we, we match each other on, you know, on how we feel about uh, just different things and different topics and all that. And I think the biggest thing is we're both relatively optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and though, like, for me, optimism, that's, like, the, my thing. That's, like, that's what makes me unique. That's what makes me different, you know? And I'm sure for you it's the same. And we could be stuck in a trap of being, like, I'm so different from everyone because I'm so optimistic. I've never said that, but... You know, we could think that's what makes us unique, but in the end, we're in the same high school and we share 
the same type of optimism and the same type of uh, thing that makes us unique. We have other things that make us unique in many other ways, but there's so many more people like you than there are different. Or I no, I'm going to rephrase that because I think we are a lot more alike than we are different. And I think who said that? Oh my girl, one of my favorite girls. Oprah said that. Winfrey. No, she's like Oprah Winfrey's mentor, basically. Ah, uh, the girl above. No, the girl. There's a girl yeah. above Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the Gale. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. She's a poet. I'm. S- oh, Margaret fa- Atwood. No, this is like my favorite poet. Oh my god, your favorite poet. Not Margaret. Crazy. Anyways, I'll think of it. Anyways, uh, no, hundred percent. You're right. It's, I've got a story like that. Um, so I would say th- four years ago. No, geez, maybe more than that. Five, six years ago. My grandmother passed away like, suddenly in her sleep. This was the most healthy woman. She was like a champion at badminton for her wow. age and everything, right? And there was, after it all happened, I decided I was going to stay with my grandfather for like a week. Just so it didn't go from a, a house of him and his wife, longtime wife, to just emptiness. I don't know if I necessarily had a, a place there that was of ease. Because mm-hmm. it was obviously the most saddest moment of his life I could only imagine. And one night we were sitting on his balcony and I said like, you know, I think we were just talking about uh, the love of your life. And I was like, I asked him like, maybe it sounds like a stupid question now, but I think in context it made sense. Like, was that, do you feel like that's your love of your life? And he shared this thing where he's like, no, I think you're you're compatible with a lot of people. Like, if you think about it, if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend right now, you met them at your high school. Think of how many high schools are in that region. Or you met them in your city. Think of how many other cities are out there. So a lot of people love the idea of one true love. Yeah. And I personally can't get behind that because what are the odds that your one true love lives in a 10-kilometer radius of your house? It doesn't work like that. you know. So there's a lot of people out there that are compatible with you but I think once you find the the one that is the closest and out of convenience by location, uh, you then latch on to it. So I, I back to that moment. I, I took that moment as his most vulnerable. It was the toughest time of his life. And he was still making that sort of claim that like, look, there's a lot of people out there that you could be compatible yeah. with. Uh, he, he met her and they were together for like 50 years. Uh, so no. there's a lot of people out there that will connect with you. Yeah, more than you think. We all like to think, yeah, I'm I'm special. Meaning, no one's gonna get me. Yeah, and it's like, do you know how many people? The fact that I can make a meme of that type of person, where it's like, no one's gonna get me, shows that there's a lot of people that are like, no one's <laughs> gonna get me. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, it's good. Even like my best friends, you know, like I could not have picked better best friends, and I just met them in high school, and they were in the same year yes, as me. Yes, literally from a pool of three hundred, four hundred people tops. Yeah, I met. My lifelong friends, like these are, yeah, it, it's just crazy it, within 300. So you're not one in a million, probably <laughs> one in 300 at most. <laughs> Trust me, uh, this is supposed to be inspirational. Yeah, yeah. No, but you, uh, you are right though in that sense that, yeah, look at, look at even your friends group, like your friend group, yeah. okay? Like these sort of perfect moments, one of a kind moments are not one of a kind. Yeah. Like, maybe if you believe in fate and, and everything happens for a reason, I believe everything happens for a reason, uh, but I don't think that there's only one path. 
like those these fateful moments yeah. come in many forms and they will happen to you. It doesn't matter where you are. So if you live in Los Angeles and you have to move to Florida, I think you're still going to have those fateful moments. Like you're going to look back and be like, oh my God, if I didn't move to Florida, I would have never met my wife. Yeah. It's like, well, there's, there's the reason why you went. Like, yeah. You would still would have met a wife in California or a husband, right? And you would have said the same thing. And you would have said the same thing. If, if I had gone to Florida, I would never have met my wife. You know, like yeah. it goes both ways. That's another topic for another day that I really want to talk about is uh, when we say, you know, we have no regrets and stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I'm kind of over people just saying, I have no regrets and stuff. Because, you know, uh, if I had any regrets, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, bro. But you could be somewhere much different. So do you, it could be do you, much better. It could be much worse. I don't know. How do you feel about regret? I I have regrets, and I'm very open with saying I have regrets. I'm very open with my regrets. But there are some things that are just unquestionably wrong that I've done, right? And I regret those things, and I hate those things about me, and it's a chance for me to learn from them and move on, right? But I still, I think I can handle it. I know other people can't handle it or shouldn't handle it and other people are really good at keeping them but but I'm really good at keeping those regrets to remind me to be a better person you know what I mean like a, a lot of times the way we talk about regrets is you know we say we see I don't know someone like uh, Bradley Cooper say I have no regrets because I'm now in such a great position that I, sh- I I'm not allowed to no, no, I'm not allowed, like I shouldn't have any regrets because look where I am now right and us, as like people who feel like in almost inferior to Bradley Cooper, we're like, yeah, we're kind of like him, you know. I have, I shouldn't have no regrets. I don't know if I'm making sense, but basically, what I'm saying is, right, yeah. We look at someone who is so accomplished, and they say, "I have no regrets," and then we're like, "Well, to be accomplished, I must have no regrets." So I'm gonna say, "I have no regrets," but no, I have lots of regrets. I've done a lot of bad things and things I'm not proud of in my life, mm-hmm. um, but it's shaped me and a lot of times when we say we have no regrets it's not like if we didn't do those things we wouldn't be where we are today because we could be much i could be at a much better place in my life Mm -hmm. if i had not done certain things or i could be at a much worse place who knows but well it's interesting you said i personally i think regret is a mindset i think Regret isn't so much about wishing the action never happened. It's more that we are upset with the outcome of what happened. Yeah. So I think you look at your things that you've done. And the only reason why that's become a regret is because there's been a negative reaction on the, on the back end of it. Okay. So yeah. let's say there's a guy and he's like swearing at you in front of your face and you punch him in the face. Well, you later might regret it because, oh, I shouldn't have hit him and this and that. But if, how can I, I'm trying to relate this to, personally, I don't have many regrets. Yeah. And I think only because I take those moments of regret and I break them down and I turn them into a a lesson or I I turn them into a, a way of it shaping me. So I think... You're, you're either a person that will have no regrets because of your thought process. Oh, no, I, I don't regret that because it was a lesson learned. So there's no regret there. It had to happen. Yeah. I had to end that relationship. I had to move. I had to punch that guy in the face because. 
a lot of us can justify our actions to a point that it never becomes a regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people that it, yeah, it lands in this mental zone and it sits there as a regret because we haven't done anything with it. Yeah, and that's definitely the unhealthy place. So I think we could both agree to that is like, that's the unhealthy zone of if you regret something and you hold on to it and you're just stuck within that regret and you can't do things because of that regret, for sure, find a way to let it go, find a way to disassemble it, find a way to, uh, you know, break it down so you can move on. Um, you, you have to, because yeah, you have to. I know people that will regret the smallest things, okay? Like if they took their dog out for three walks a day and then by the age of five, their dog unfortunately gets cancer and dies and then they think, you know what, maybe it was too much exercise. I read online that too much exercise could cause cancer for dogs and their limbs. And what. Yeah. It's like... A lot of us, our only thought, our only way of dealing with something is by throwing facts at it and saying, oh, I shouldn't have done this. And we, we were really hard on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have done that because because I did that, this now happens. Unhealthy. In For my sure. opinion, unhealthy. Don't take it as regret. Take it as, well, you know what? Like that dog freaking loved its life for the five years. It got to go on three walks a day. You know, yeah. like there's always, and this is hard. There's always a silver lining. Always that is lying somewhere. It's just whether or not you can actually pull from it. Yeah. So if, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I've got this regret and I, I really wish I was still with this person or I wish I had never said those things. Well, at this point in time, take those situations and start to process them. Uh, you know, I had to say those things yeah, because that's how I felt and, and that's who I am. And so it was going to come out. And because of that, it made me see that we're not compatible friends. And because of that, I didn't waste energy on a friendship that wasn't working. You know, like there's, totally. I, I find that there's always an explanation for regret that it, you don't need to hold on to that stuff. Of course. Yeah. All the regrets that I have had, I've always broken it down and always the, the lesson I've learned is so much greater than their regret. Like, I can't imagine going through my life without having done those bad things because the lessons I've learned to make me a better person are so much greater and so much more. I, I value them so much more than well, anything else. You kind of look, there's an episode of Black Mirror and that's a show on Netflix for those of you guys that don't know. Uh, it's a basically, show. it is a pretty trippy show. So this one was called Archangel and it was about this mom that would supervise everything her daughter does. So had cameras set up. They actually put something in her eyes so she can kind of rewind and see what she saw that day and who said oh. what. And she was basically the epitome of a helicopter parent. I oh. want to make sure my kid's okay, so I'm going to make sure I, I look at social media. When you do that, you're essentially, first off, you're living through your kid, which isn't fair. But you start to limit and, and prevent these important lessons that are supposed to hit your kid right in the face. You know, oftentimes when you're at a dog park and there's two dogs and your dog might be getting aggressive, you'll usually hear someone say, oh, no, don't worry. It'll teach him a lesson. He's got to learn. And it's like, okay, so they kind of want your dog to like nip at yeah. their dog to teach it a lesson. We need these things as a developmental thing in our life in order to become self-sustainable later on. Of course. If I have someone that is watching every action I do and every mean thing that gets said to me, they help. You need those. You need those moments to not, not, I don't want to use the word toughen up, but to prepare yourself for yeah. moving forward in life. Because realistically, the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows, right? Like they say, it can be. 
But yeah, uh, no, it's it's. I think toughen up is is the right word. Like, just even toughen up mentally, toughen up uh, yeah, emotionally, mentally, yeah, emotionally, uh, mentally, toughen up in in in, in every way. Um, yeah, you need to be, you need to have those burns in life, those things that, that that sort of sting. I think even that, like, there's a silver lining there. Like, why did that person have to be? It gets to the point. Like, if you're getting excessively bullied, okay, that's not you thinking. Good. I'm glad I'm getting bullied because now I'm going to be emotionally strong. Like, uh, no, like it, I mean, in like proper proportions, like of course, in moderation, I guess. Of um, course, you got to accept what's happening and then move forward with it, and don't yeah. dwell on what had happened and, and put it all on you. Yeah. Like I'm someone that is very hard on myself, and that's why this this can come out of me because I I am very hard on myself. Oh, I should have done this. Why aren't I getting these numbers? I'm not funny enough. I'm yeah. not like. I'm not as good looking as I once was. You know, these are things that go through my head that I have to now realize, no, like if you hold on to that, you'll never be as funny because now you're dwelling on yeah, on yourself. Uh, just, I guess to end this, I really thought, I, I really hope there's one guy out there listening, one girl, someone, that literally has not had a problem in life. Like <laughs> I actually want to interview the person who has never, ever, ever had a problem. Like they've never gone through adversity oh my god ne- imagine i there's got to be one in seven million there's got to be oh, one person i could show you like 10 right now like yeah. go on any youtube video <laughs> yeah and look at these trolls that yeah. <laughs> if you open up to vulnerability and you start like say you get emotional in a video they'd be like toughen up pussy yeah <laughs> and i'm like okay man like how about let's get you in front of a camera first off let's talk about your insecurities yeah yeah let, let's see if you cry Oh, you're oh. gonna cry? Oh, look at this pussy! You know, like interview a troll. Wow, I would love to interview a troll and just be like, "So, what was going through your head that made you feel like you should do this?" And they'd love to be interviewed too. I feel like that's literally oh, what. But trolls... they would only love to be interviewed if they were on Skype, where they can be like, "Suck my ass, bitch!" Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. I want you to be hold yourself accountable here for a moment. Yeah. Why did you write that? Yeah. Like, what made you think it was okay to write that? Do you put yourself on YouTube? Do you put yourself in front of a camera? No, you're like a fucking minecraft emoji <laughs> as your display picture like don't pretend you know what's going on and how long does that happiness last like suck my ass pussy yeah. like five <laughs> seconds one minute because i think some trolls actually it actually lasts for like a good hour they're like Man, yo remember what I, you know because that they, was funny look they, <laughs> trolls, are, trolls are the worst like i don't want to give them this power yeah. trolls are the absolute worst i yeah. cannot stand them it drives me to i did a, a kardashian fight yesterday i put it on my youtube channel yes. beautiful it's it super funny <laughs> I, I you know what's funny is that, that was a part of my changing process i'm like i love doing this yeah so i'm just gonna put it out there it's not anything like my other content but i'm just gonna put it out there anyway yeah. and i got a lot of people saying this is amazing and i was walking my dog last night and i was looking at the comments and i got one saying okay this is where i unsubscribe now and it's like I have these happen every video where I realize you, there is no perfection. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. Like there are people saying this video is 11 out of 10. I love it so much. More of this. Make this a series. How can you have people saying that? And you can have some people saying this is awful content. Ooh. You know, like it's. I know a good reason here. What is um, it? I, I did this like branding thing. Uh, like a, I used to work on like company rebrands and stuff like this. Um, so one of the, uh, like we did a company rebrand and what we learned through the rebrand, uh, was you can, you can go for something average. You can go for something that everyone will like, you know, um, 
let's say, I don't know, let's say my name was John. Everyone is okay with the name John, right? But if you go for something a little, a little more, you know, extreme, a, a little more different, a little more change than, than people are used to, something obscure, you're going to have people that either love it or you're going to have people hate it. You know, with a normal, a normal brand name, whatever it is, um, people are just going to be average about it. They're going to be like, yeah, I like it. It's, it's cool. But no one's going to love it. And right. a lot of people are going to hate it. Yeah. So with, with the whole troll thing, or you know, people that say 11 out of 10, and then someone says, this is where I unsubscribe, that's because you're doing something that's different. And the love you're going to get from there is so much stronger than, than the hatred. Like, sick, you're going to unsubscribe? Unsubscribe. That's one guy who you don't even want the follow, really. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they're not going to watch any more videos... Perfect. But the person who's like 11 out of 10, you have them now at least, you know. Oh, that's a good point, man. For another 5, 10 videos. That is a good point. Until you do another change. No, but that's, that, that's true. Like <laughs> yeah. any, like if you look at home, if you have siblings, okay, yeah. and you one morning you go into school and you come out with new glasses or a new shirt, the first person, the first people that are going to call <laughs> you out are your siblings because they've seen you as the norm for so long, what your style is. And when you change it, they're going to be like, who do you think you are? Like, oh my God, what are you trying to do? You know, and I, I I love it and I hate it at the same time because I think a lot of people that might still live at home deal with suppressing who they're meant to be. Yeah. Because you have those people. I wouldn't use a toxic because family is family. You always need them. I think you have those people that are kind of pushing you back. No, 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 no. Don't you, look, you're, you're trying to get outside the box and that makes us uncomfortable. Yeah. So we're going to push you back in. I've, I've seen it happen tons. Of, if I go to a party and I wear new glasses and they look good, yeah. you'll always have someone say, hey, four eyes, nice glasses. Like, I, I bought a shirt and I put it on Instagram and I like the shirt. Yeah. I had everyone saying, oh, great shirt. You look so great in the shirt. And I had one guy say, does it come in men's? And I'm like, are you saying that because you also think I look good in this shirt? Yeah. And you just have to say something to like knock me down a peg? That's how literally how I took it. And I'm like, okay. Now I see what's really underlining there. Yeah. You know? So go go for obscure. Go for change. Go for different. I don't know. Yeah. Go for... Well, try different things until you find something that sticks, man. Yeah. 100%. And that's why my YouTube channel, if you're listening now and you follow me on YouTube, it is going to bounce back and forth for a little while. Yeah. Because I need that for my own sanity. I need to try these Kardashian fights. Why? Because I love doing them. I think they're so funny and I want to put them out there. Will I lose subscribers? Oh my God, yeah. Absolutely. I already lost a ton since I yeah. put it out because it's not, hey guys, what's up? I'm going to buy a bunch of random items. That guy is dead and gone. That, that, that guy was never born. It was like a, a one-time video. Yeah. And now you subscribe for that one-time video. Okay, that's fine. That's not what I'm all about. If that's the case, unsubscribe. See you later. Yeah. I just wish in that subscriber account there was like strength of subscriber almost because I think that's where the real influence is and the real... Uh, good data that I want to see is like you can put out you know you can put out pictures of food and for the most part on Instagram you'll you'll get a lot of love or not a lot of love you'll get a lot of likes right but it's those like food influencers for me that are like or food Instagrammers that that show their personality right that I I'm more gravitated to oh my god I'm gonna stick more to like 
let's say your content. Let's talk about your content. It's if you were to do basic run of the mill stuff, you can get a lot of likes, a lot of subscribers. You can find a niche, and then it'll grow on like that. But what makes your channel a lot different is the strength of the followers. That literally there will be sometimes more likes and comments than views within like seconds. Why? Because those subscribers are really into it. So like you said, you know, sure you can lose a ton of subscribers, but there's no indicator that shows how much stronger your subscribers are now. Right. Or or what they're subscribing for. Yeah. So yeah, I think the people that like the video before even watching it, they've subscribed for me. Yeah. And those are the ones that you, you have influence on and those ones you have to protect with everything because yeah. uh, they are your career stars. They're your, yeah. they are the stars. Yeah. Then you have people that will say, this is the moment I unsubscribe. Well, it's because you were never really subscribed. Yeah. You were subscribed to a one and done type of content and that's on you. Yeah. You didn't subscribe for me. And I look at my Instagram and why I'm so passionate about making funny stories is because I can see who watches it. Yeah. I could see who is subscribed to me as Dan Roto and my content and not just maybe he'll post another one of Charlie. Like, you know, like yeah. I, I do have those, trust me. <laughs> but for the most part, people are subscribed to the way I live my life. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, I think the influencing comes into play. And a lot of people don't, hold that to a high standard, which is sad. Yeah. Like you have to. Wow. That's uh, is this, have, has this been our longest podcast yet? It might be in the end, but you know, this one felt good. Like this is yeah, why this, this is just, this is why we're doing everything. No, just like taking a mental dump, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> taking everything that I've been thinking about over the last little while and, yeah. and spitting it out there. And hopefully someone listening right now can say, Oh, that part I understand. Or when they said this, I understand. Yeah, it's like that's what I want to do. I still want to do the games. I still want to talk about fun topics, and we will. Yeah, but this one—the reason why it might be the longest—is because it's our natural conversation. That if our mics weren't here, we would still be talking about this, you know. And we needed those, like, we needed that first hour to just get rid of the trolls, and then we can like talk about the trolls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, hundred <laughs> percent. So then, uh, yeah, we'll, we're back next Monday, I guess. Hey, is that what it is? Next Monday, um, gonna have a lot more topics interesting topics and with actual research on these topics mm-hmm. you know i think we want to incorporate a little more facts facts absolutely a little more research more research so you guys know what you're hearing is and fact. a lot more guests yeah who, who can spit out these facts it's interesting okay guys thanks so much for listening make sure you subscribe uh be sure to check out heavy brass underscore on instagram uh this is the song drop of boys by him it's amazing, man. You can go on YouTube, search Brass Dropout Boys, and you'll get this song. Yeah. We'll see you uh, next week. Peace. Peace.